If you're like me and looking to cut back on alcohol this year, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. They've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like a lime margarita and a grapefruit paloma, which happens to be my favorite, so you can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% off the Recess Mocktail Sampler at takearecess.com slash MAFS. Each can of Recess is a lightly sparkling mocktail made with real fruit and only 25 calories or less. It's a guilt-free way to unwind. They taste just like your favorite cocktails, without the alcohol. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make Recess Mocktails your drink between drinks or your forever mocktail. Get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com slash altercallmafs. That's A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S. So you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aid, And this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast. Hey guys, welcome to part two of our Ask Us Anything series, I guess. <laughs> Hi, Tane. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. I've been thinking about maps a lot lately because I feel like the new season seems like it's far away, but it's around the corner. And I'm just thinking about the show. Like, what are we expecting? A season 11 or a season 12? I think due to the pandemic, I expect another season 12. Oh. I don't want to agree with you, but yeah. But it's a math, so I'm never going to give up on it. (laughs) Yeah. Never is a strong word, but I really can't see myself. I'm going to keep on watching. Yeah. And I think the other reason why I'm I'm agreeing with you is like, we mentioned before that we're both from, I know we said we're both from Nigeria, but we're also originally from Texas and we grew up in Houston. So, you know, people know people. And we happen to know someone who knows someone who knows someone with someone that's on the show. And we can already, we've already, a little birdie has told us that there's a dumpster fire already coming. And I'm just scared. Like, is it like a dumpster fire? Like we get like a regular dumpster fire every season? Or is it a dumpster fire like Chris and Paige level? Because I, I haven't recovered. I'm not ready. I'd like to believe... But the thing about humans is that they're unique. So whatever dumpster fire is coming will be different from the Chris and Page. Because I'm hoping it doesn't involve... Like, I would prefer another Henry and Christina dumpster fire. Um, <laughs> that's my kind of dumpster fire. Yeah, we're, we're a spoiler-free show, so I'm not trying to... I haven't even told Aid, so just keeping it to myself. But let's hope, let's hope. There's four other couples to focus on, so keep the hope alive. All right, so this episode is going to be a lot of your guys' questions about maths. So we will start with the most current season, the questions that were asked. Yes or no, Paige and Clown were set up solely for ratings. (laughs) Man, I have to say yes. I I have to say it because we've gone back and forth so many times wondering 
what the thought process is and i get it but for the fact that i think when we watched the matchmaking special dr pepper said something about the producers whittling down the hundred people i mean the onus is on them for picking the final people but i have to think that they were set there's no way in hell any sane person would make chris past the first second third or fourth round so i have to think it was for ratings but then also they cast Jake, so you know. I disagree. I'm not trying to like get into the minds of why they cast certain people, but I don't think that you can ever guarantee people's behavior. I, I don't think you can just be like, I'm gonna pick this one and he's gonna act so terrible that we're gonna get great ratings. I mean, I don't think that TV producers are even that Machiavellian to like just go to that level. Um I can't pretend to understand their thought process, but I don't think that they could just we're set up solely for ratings is a little, I just don't, I don't think that. I guess I can agree on you for that, where it's not solely for ratings, but I think ratings was a huge factor in why he was cast. Hmm. Yeah, solely is big. I think, yeah, at the end of the day, it would be great if you fell in love and it could have gone either way. But I think it's the same thing as when they cast Woody. Except Woody turned out to be generally there. But from everything he was showing, being like a showboater and everything, I think that's another reason why he was cast. And he was such a contrast from Miles that it was for ratings. There's no way that wasn't considered. So, yeah. Okay. Um, what did you guys think were the top three most cringy, not Chris related? Thank you for that or else he'll take all three spots moments in the season. The more I have seen that thing replayed, when Jake was just wandering in that apartment, yelling at Haley like a crazy person, <laughs> that was a cringy moment. Every discussion that Eric and Virginia had, cringe. <laughs> you have one more. I know I'm struggling. Um, Ryan and Clara, like, anytime they talked about sex, I think it was a little cringy. Yeah, because Ryan didn't want to talk. And it just, I, it cringed in the inside. What about you? Okay, top three most cringy. Um, when little Vinny cut Brianna's braid, woo, what was happening over there? That made me cringe. When um, Haley, after, yeah, when Jacob was just yelling at Haley about what was missing, tell me what's missing, what's missing. It was just very cringy because it seemed very obvious. <laughs> what like, it was. I can see what was missing. <laughs> so not quite sure what you were missing. And I have to agree with you with Eric and Virginia. Like, uh, there were just so many when he was giving like ultimatums. Pick your pick your pick your choice of whichever one. I just thought that was really cringy. It was more uncomfortable. So yeah, those are my three. Okay. Oh, this is not a question, but I think it's a comment. Like, I wouldn't mind another PSA reminder for any man listening that cutting your woman's hair is never ever ever okay. Um, I think it's good we can give another reminder 
that you should not cut your woman's hair. But I'm not going to lie. Unless she specifically asks you to help you take out her braids, she specifies to you at which point you're going to cut because, you know, you don't want to cut too much and you'll be cutting off her hair. Under those circumstances, you make up. Okay. Just like the saying goes, don't touch a black man's radio, don't touch a black woman's hair. That's all I got to (laughs) say. So next there's questions about like maths in general from previous seasons mainly. So the question was the favorite alum who did not stay married at the end of their season. I assume you mean like the favorite individual, like coolest person. Yeah. Okay. First thought that comes to mind is Monet from season one. I love, 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 love Monet. She was fabulous. She was so gorgeous. She was even in the spinoff. Well, it wasn't a spinoff of maps, but she had her own show called Black Love where they were working with like a pastor, she and a couple of other black girls trying to figure out what was stopping them from finding love. And she didn't find love at that show either, but it doesn't, it looks like she's still single right now, but she's my favorite alum who did not stay married at the end of this season. Who's yours? Mine are actually, I couldn't pick between the two of them. The two Jacqueline's, the ones from the one from season two in New York and the one from season six in Boston. I thought they were cool girls. <laughs> okay. All right. So which couple, past or present, is the most likely to split up? Mm, Shawnee's and Jeffy, and I know they seem cool or whatever, but I still sometimes wonder about Beth and Jamie. <laughs> Um, for me, it's Jamie and Doug. I think the strange thing about Jamie and Doug is, if Jamie would, this is going to sound so bad, if Jamie would get it together, I think they could last. (laughs) I think they could, but I think every human has their own threshold. And again, not to say, you never know what's going on, all this is speculation, but not to say that Doug doesn't have his own demons and everything, but just from what we see on the outside, it's like, I'm not saying Doug is a saint, but it just seems like a lot. And this is just based off that podcast, man. That was a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Who is your dream pick to replace Jamie Otis on Unfiltered? Oh, please. Hands down, no question, Amani. I agree with you. I also think Beth could do a good job. I think so, too. It's just that she's a little extra and she gets annoying. She is a little extra, but I remember when she was on Unfiltered, she was not afraid to speak her mind. I think even one time she was on with Matt and she was just calling him out. (laughs) And that's what we all really want from Unfiltered, is someone to be like, what were you thinking? But I think Amani could do it in a better, more respectful (laughs) way. And less in a way designed to draw attention to herself, because Beth always wants attention to herself. That is true. But I think I will give Beth that upper hand. I do think she will be more unfiltered than Amani. Amani would still try to be like respectful about it and all that, but Jamie's just gonna go off. She's just gonna go rogue. So yeah. Um without knowing anything about the season 13 couples, but now we do, <laughs> guesses <laughs> on how many successful marriages will come out of Houston. I, I don't think there's any way to even answer this question. I, I have no idea. I, I would say two that. to three. 
like Ziwe's question. How many black friends do you have? <laughs> um, yeah, I think two to three is a safe bet. It's been a while since they've had zero or one. They've managed to get like three in the last few seasons. So yeah, that's a safe bet. Two to three. Yeah. Okay. What are your thoughts on the experts and the direction the show is heading? Seems heavy on the drama lately. Give it bouquet and burnt ashes for the best and worst thing about maps. That's a really good question. Thank you for whoever asked that. Um, I would say the the best thing about maps is the actual concept. Because no matter what people say about the show, the concept works. It doesn't work for everybody. It doesn't work for the majority, but it works. There are people out there, met on the show, married, happy, having kids. It works. Um, the worst thing is actually the, like, and maybe this is just because the most recent season is on my mind, is, like, the lack of joy. I would, like, I actually, when they showed that, that cut scene of Brianna and Vincent doing that, like, home workout whatever thing, I'm like, can we have more of that? Like, just people having... Like, not everything has to be an earth-shattering conversation. Can we just watch them have fun sometimes? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. And then the first part of the question, what are your thoughts on the experts and the direction the show is heading? I don't care that much about the experts. Um, and I'm not sure what direction the show is heading. I got to give them a couple... Like, season 11 was a very, very good season. So, And I still think in some ways season 12 was... You know, it was in the middle of the pack. It wasn't the best. It wasn't the worst. So let's see what happens with season 13. Like, I'm going to keep on giving them a chance. <laughs> they could. I, I think as long as they keep on producing two to three healthy, solid couples a season, the show is heading in a good direction. Yeah. Um, my thoughts on the experts. I like the experts. Those are the kind of things I live for. I like... I like a good call out in real life and on shows. I don't think they do enough of that. Like sometimes they do, but I don't think it's like enough. I want a lot more of their presence actually, because that's the whole thing. I don't underestimate that what these people are doing is easy. So I think they need all the guidance that they can get. So why not? That's why you're an expert Earn your paycheck. The direction the show is heading, I am fearful for it because I think Aid has read out the ratings and Chris and Paige, the season of Chris and Paige is, is like their highest ever. And at the end of the day, it is a business. They want the ad dollars. And I'm scared that that is what they're going to be aiming for. And alluding to something Aid just said a few seconds ago, we, where is the joy? I don't understand. That's what we're here for. So why would you give us the drama? I mean, I guess because we're terrible people because we still watched, but still. So yeah, the short answer is I'm fearful for the direction the show is heading. Because even before this, a lot, I do have some friends who stopped watching because of the fact that there were no successful couples. This was before they said their whole um, string of successful couples. So people do want to see people falling in love. So I think that should still be the goal, but who knows? Um, Give a bouquet and burnt ashes for the best and worst thing about mouse. Um, I give a bouquet to all the couples that have found love because that is such a beautiful thing to take a chance. Because in general, whether you're matched up or whether in regular life, just finding love is a beautiful thing. So it's always nice when it actually works out and people find their person and not just actually seeing them 
have families. Who would have thought? Like, we literally watched these people walk down the aisle not knowing their spouse, and now we see them with kids. That's pretty damn cool, if you ask me. Um, and the burnt ashes is the editing. My God, the editing. Like, it just... Mm. I don't like it at all, the cut and paste, the trying to figure out. Um, I think, again, we've talked about this where it's like you're watching masks, but you're trying to decipher instead of just watching. Like, what does this mean? What are they trying to do? Did this actually happen? Did they put this there? That's the worst thing about masks to me. And maybe it's like, I could be wrong, but I just don't remember it being that bad the first few seasons I watched. It wasn't. It wasn't. Like, it was there, but it wasn't that bad. Okay. What is your favorite couple of all time? I'm going to actually change this question. It says married or divorced, but why don't you do your favorite couple of all time married and divorced? (laughs) So I think in our very, 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 very first episode, we talked about all the couples and who we loved and who we thought were well-matched. My favorite couple of all time are divorced, and that was Jason and Courtney. So I don't know if it was all an illusion. So do I love them, or did I love the illusion of them? We'll never know. But um, yeah, Jason and Courtney were my favorite, favorite couple. They made me smile all the time, and they made me happy. Um, married. You know, I always say all the married people are boring, but I will say Woody and Amani. They just make me smile. And they just seem so genuine. Like, it's not a showboat type situation. So, I'll say those two. Courtney and Jason, who are divorced now. And Amani and Woody, who are married still. Uh, Okay. So, my favorite married couple of all time are Tiana and Greg. I feel like we've talked about it a lot. (laughs) Why they're our favorite. But they're, I just, they're my favorite. Um, They had a very fun journey. I don't think it was all, like, Hearts and strawberries or whatever. <laughs> but um Greg wanted some. But they made it. Um and they were entertaining to watch and they were they were a fun couple. Um divorced, I would probably say like for me, the best divorced couple is the one who I enjoyed watching you on your journey of making each other pretty miserable. So <laughs> Amber and Dave from Dallas, they were just so, I mean, they were an interesting pair to watch. Um, Iris and Keith, another interesting pair to watch. So, yeah, yeah. I think Amber and Dave, Dave is the patron guy of people having sex with women they're not attracted to on this show. Because he made the girl feel crazy because she just kept insisting he's not attracted to me, but we have sex every night. <laughs> so you just made me smile with that. That was funny. <laughs> Took you down memory dame. He really did. That was some real frenetic energy, man. Amber made me anxious. <laughs> okay. Would you consider doing a fantasy matching episode? Like matching people from maps that didn't work out with someone else I feel like I've heard you do one briefly, but not really focus on it. It could be a fun episode. I feel like we're just here to disappoint people. Cause I'm like, no, I don't really want to do that. <laughs> like I feel, I find, I do find it like people got really like trying to match up um, Henry and Olivia last year. And I thought that was just bizarre. I'm like, 
Yeah, they're both cool people. But I, I, I no, I don't want to do fantasy matching. Well, <laughs> do you? Was, would you consider doing it? Yes. Would you do it? No, because it's a lot of work. Like I said, a lot of these things just, it, it, it hinges on time. There's just not enough time. And doing this means making a list, looking at past episodes, trying to recall that. And it, it just, all I hear is work. And I just, as fun as it would be, because I do enjoy listening, you know, to stuff like that or people talking about it and be like, huh, that sounds okay. Or no, that would never work. But actually putting in the work to do it, I just don't think we have the time. So sorry. I do. I, this is the part that I would find entertaining. If the show decided to do that, just put people together. But I also don't think it would work. I mean, I feel like if you go through all this work and say, this is the person we matched you with, you can't come back around and be like, oh, here, try again. Um, eight, isn't that what Second Chances was? I never watched it. And how did that go? <laughs> <laughs> there were, no, it didn't work out. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, they chose an asshole too, so, but yeah. Okay. Do you think that outcomes would be different if they had to write down their answers or tell the experts separately? And if so, who would be different? In my opinion, Virginia would not be with dipshit. I mean, Eric. <laughs> well... I think the outcomes would be different. And the only reason I think that is because Miles revealed that he was coming in to say no. And he saw her in Karen in an orange dress and decided to say yes. So what would have happened if he had written it down before he saw her in the dress and changed his mind? We'll never know. Um, in terms of telling the experts separately, um, I'm not really sure what the point of that Oh, you mean tell them separately in separate rooms? Hmm. That will be interesting. But I, I, I don't, it's still the same thing. Telling them separately and being in the same room. What do you think, Aid? I think I'm struggling with this. She said, or tell the experts separately. So I think this concept is the same in that you would make the decision and be committed to the decision before you go and sit down. And I do think the outcomes would be different. But I will say lately, there hasn't been a lot. Well, besides Virginia, I think Virginia would be the exception. I think for the most part, I'm not even sure that I believe Miles or if he's just saying that to be funny. Um, really? Really. Hmm. You really decided to stay married because of a dress. I mean, let me tell you, people can be very visual. And you just decide, well, I'm not really going to let this go. <laughs> the fact that he if that's the reason for his decision and they're still together however many a year later or whatever but I do I like on Australia they have to write down the answer and then talk to the experts and then reveal what they wrote down so they have to make the decision before they yeah. sit down so yeah what I, I think, think that would make a difference what I think would be different what if Karen had said no he probably then would have said no, even though he saw her in the dress. So, <laughs> um, and also, I do think that Virginia was going to stay with Eric regardless. Okay, I think she would have. I mean, I know he proposed, and she felt she had to say yes. I don't know, but I think she would have said yes, anyways. Okay. Oh, we already did this. Yeah, I skipped. I took it out. 
Since this season was such a hot mess, and I think you guys have seen a lot of the previous seasons, what ideas or suggestions would you provide to production to make the show better for the viewers that aren't about the drama? I am still on the fence or not convinced that I like the format of them mingling with each other so much. I keep going back and forth on how I feel about it, and honestly, I think I do prefer them separated. I get it that no one else um, has gone through that journey. Listen, make that bond afterwards. You have all the time. Because I do think that, and this is my criticism for Australia, they mingle all the time, they start cheating with one another, but because the focus is not on your couple or your spouse, you have eight weeks. Eight weeks to just focus completely solely on your partner, learn the ins and outs. It's like a crash course. When you introduce all these outside factors, having to mingle, and then we're all human beings, you're going to compare. Oh, this couple is having sex. Oh, I'm not having sex. It's a whole different mindset if you know, if you don't know anything that's going on. So you're literally running your own pace. So I think I would take away that part of the couples knowing each other and just have them run their race by themselves for eight weeks and everybody meet together at the end of the eight weeks. That is not a bad suggestion, but something the show really struggles with is coming up with things for these people to do. <laughs> and that is, uh, the whole meeting up together is the only, I guess, idea that they've had that has worked and, like, makes sense. Um, I guess what um. other... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but if they stop struggling with that, maybe the show will be an hour and they won't have to fill up the time and they can focus on them doing activities. And that doesn't mean they can't mingle with other couples. It's just not going to be the couples on the show. Let me tell you, comparison is the thief of joy. Like the minute you see somebody else, you think you're doing well. How many times did we see like um, Terrible Katie? Just be like, oh, look at what the other couple did. Look at what this person did. And it just completely spoils your mood and changes your whole mindset. And you're not willing to try. So, I don't know. It, the Thank show doesn't you, have to That is a great <laughs> suggestion. Chopping this show down to one hour would be yeah. great. Yeah. It doesn't have to be two hours. <laughs> at all. <laughs> and I think, really, truly, I, bringing the experts back. I don't, I don't you know. Bring the experts back. And a, a, a balance, now that I think about it, if you want them to have activities, I think if you want them to meet or whatever, have a weekly thing where everybody comes together and talks about stuff, but you don't have to have activities outside of it. Because half the time, Haley and Paige were hanging out with each other. <laughs> <laughs> they were always leaving. You know, what if Haley was forced to be, yeah, maybe that's not a good idea, to be in the same apartment, which... <laughs> We Jake all through. I don't know. But yeah, that, those are mine. I, some of the stuff that they had in the earlier seasons, like I know that it does kind of reduce a lot of stress and make it easier for production for them to all be in one building. But I actually like the idea of them actually having to find a place to live that works for both of their lives. Yeah. I wish they would bring that back. Um, I feel like there's other decisions you have to make as a couple and if they could just bring some of that into the show, like the process of decision-making, I wish they would talk more honestly about finances. Like they seem to go back and forth with that. I mean, people will judge and whatever, but that's like, you know, real life. 
Yes, they used to do that because you. We I remember specifically in Atlanta when they started giving them some kind of money to substitute whatever if they wanted to get a place together if they were not going to move in. They had to have conversations, tell each other about their salaries, and then oh, this is what we would do and all that. Like it's a whole process instead of which is again another reason why I think they're just doing things for ratings. But hey. <laughs> From maths, which couples do you think will last from old and new seasons? Okay. Um, I definitely think Anthony and Ashley are going to last. They're the most boring couple, but I really enjoy the comfort of their relationship. Like, I just, they, they, they seem like a warm blanket kind of couple. Like, they just understand each other and are comfortable. So I think they're going to last. I think... Amani and Woody are gonna last. Um, I think Danielle and Bobby are gonna last. <laughs> um, what other couples are there? Yeah, I think those are the three. I think Deanna and Greg. Yeah, I think yeah. Basically, I think everybody who's together is going to last, except for the ones mentioned earlier: Shawnee and Jeffy, Beth and Jamie. Question marks. Sometimes I worry a little bit about Karen and Miles, but then I'm like, nah, they seem to be all right. I was going to say that. I'm not fully sold on Karen and Miles. As much as I love Amelia and Bennett, I don't know what's happening with them, so I don't know um, about them. But I don't look... These couples that I mentioned are couples that I look at and I'm like, yeah, I don't think they're going anywhere. Um, AJ and Stephanie, they seem solid, but I don't know. I just don't have that... Like, all the couples that are still together seem solid. Like, even um, Jessica and Austin. Yeah, yeah, they, they seem good. They seem solid, but I'm also just not, like, thinking, oh, they're going to last. Like, I don't have that confidence like I do with the four um, couples that I mentioned earlier. Who else is on Couples Cam? Who else is together? It's just uh, nine, right? Well, now it's 11. Yeah, so, like... Of the previous season, I'm going to be very... I don't think Virginia and Eric are going to last. But the, I never thought Beth and Jamie would last. And they've been going strong for a couple of years here. So what do I know? Yeah. That's true. But yeah. Okay. Who is the all-time can't-look-away maps couple? And why is it Derek and Katie? <laughs> That's funny. Derek and Katie are great, you know, candidates for that. But nothing will ever beat... I, well, there's so many. Henry and Christina. Henry and Christina. Um, Mia and Tristan. Uh, <laughs> Amber and Matt. I mean, these were ones that you were just... I cannot believe what my eyes are seeing. Mika and Michael. Oh, like, Taylor and Brandon. I mean, there's so many couples. I mean, it's kind of... I think there's probably more can't-look-away couples than there are still-married couples. Yeah. We had, um, was it, what was her name? Jessica and Ryan? Which one? There were two Jessica and Ryans. Oh, the, uh... New York or Boston? New York. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they started off so strong, and then they were just, I remember them arguing about the laundromat. I mean, we'll never see that again on Married at First Sight. Someone going to the laundromat. Yeah. But they, they qualified for, but you know what they all have in common? These are, remember when you dubbed the couples people that burn quickly? 
Mm-hmm. And then they fizzle away really fast. Those are them. Because Katie and Derek were doing so good, and then I don't know what happened. And then, well, they had sex. And then I was an issue. <laughs> because I just thought their issue with Katie and Derek was about the sex. Because then she said bitching when they went to the resort or the couple's whatever getaway about how he doesn't take charge and he doesn't do I'm like, where did it just come from thin air? Where is this coming from? But um yeah, I think a lot of the couples are the people who started out burning really quick and they fizzle out. All right. So what are your thoughts on Keith and Iris from season nine and Charlotte? Their decision day was definitely one of the saddest to watch because I felt like Iris was quite upset to hear his answer. Did they not discuss it ahead of time? To this day, he still seems like one of the best grooms, even though it didn't work out between them. Okay. I did not like Iris. This has nothing to do with her being a virgin. I just thought she was childish and she was immature. And, I mean, she just wasn't ready. I'm sorry. She just wasn't ready for it. And... I mean, I guess they didn't talk about it. Or maybe she had an inkling. Actually, no. She was actually taken by surprise. She really thought they were going to be a power couple. But it goes back to her immaturity. Because I don't doubt that maybe Keith tried to hint at it. But Iris likes to live in, like, a cloud. (laughs) And she didn't pull her head out of the clouds and was surprised about it. So maybe they didn't talk about it. I thought it was pretty... It was a pretty bad decision for the experts to choose a virgin to be on the show. I don't think that a virgin should be on this show. I don't think it is fair to the other person because you don't know if the other person wants to be. It shouldn't be a thing, but it is for some people. You don't know where anybody is, where you want to have that responsibility. You don't know how you feel. A couple of times we've heard people say, Haley said it, and I don't know if these are the right people to use, Haley and Chris, where they slept with someone to see if there was going to be a connection. You don't necessarily want to do that, especially for someone like Iris who thinks her virginity is something to give and, you know, a gift and it means something to her. And she got so mad when she saw condoms that he used way before he met her. So it just seems like a a huge responsibility. Like this is already hard enough that I don't think you should throw that in the mix, especially on national TV and all that. I, I just was not a fan of that. But they were gorgeous to look at, though. They took some nice pictures. But I also, like, Keith was, it's hard to tell because you're like, did Keith seem like a great husband because he was with Iris or was he really a great husband? Um, (laughs) And he just seemed very mature and very level-headed and took the process, I think, pretty seriously. Um, But I don't, I mean, I'm not, I wasn't actually that surprised that they didn't work out. I was, that season, I was, like, proud of the guys because I felt like, the easier path would have been to just say yes at decision day, especially after Iris said yes. I think it took some courage to be like, no. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't want this. I don't want to do the whole let's say yes and go figure stuff out and see how it goes. They're just like, no, not for me. Yeah, I was really hoping he would say no, too. So I was really surprised and happy that he said no. And I think that was the best choice. It's funny. It's surprising. He's still single. That is surprising. That is very surprising. I do kind of think he's boring now. <laughs> Everybody, <laughs> people aren't picked on the show because they're, you know, cray cray. They're normal people. <laughs> the same way if you were to look at your Instagram or my Instagram, people would be like, oh, they're boring. Um, I mean, I only post TV shows, so. <laughs> okay. 
Do you think it was unethical for Dr. Jessica to date John after canceling him as a couple with Molly? This is one of my favorite questions. I can't remember if we've just discussed this before. I can't either. On one hand, she did provide marital counseling. <laughs> On the other hand, John and, and Molly were never going to work out. <laughs> ever, ever, ever. She did not like him, like, from the beginning. Like, they, they were so mean to each other. It, it wasn't going to work. And I, I mean, I just kind of feel like, you know, life is short. <laughs> if you can find love where you can find it, I don't think they harmed anybody by getting together. So I, 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 I don't, I, the actual question is, was it unethical? No, I don't think so. What do you think? <laughs> it is not unethical because it was after canceling them. If it was during, that would be an issue. But like aid, it's difficult for me because that call out was one of the best things that I've ever seen on maps. <laughs> Y'all know that I live for a good call out and she called her out and she's like, I would not stand for your lies and blah. I was living for it. In retrospect, it was because how could you do this to my man? I love him. But you know, who knows? They love each other. They're still together. It seems like it's the real deal. They're happy. Like Aid said, it's hard to find. They connected. And she did the right thing. Well, I don't know if she got fired, but she left the show. So do you think she should have left the show? Yeah, yeah. I don't think you can come back from that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah. So yeah. I don't think it was unethical because it was after, but if their shenanigans started during the show, then yes, definitely it was unethical because you're technically like a therapist for these people and how can you be unbiased? And this also, because their defense or her defense has always been like, she's not a real therapist <laughs> to <laughs> them. She's here in like an entertainment capacity, so it doesn't really count. Yeah. Which then is like, well, then is this whole thing a scam? <laughs> if all of these experts aren't here in their real capacity as counselors, then they're just here for entertainment. Like, that's probably not right either, but it sounds closer to the truth, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she is. Like, she's Dr. Jessica. She's validated. She has the degrees and everything. It's actually kind of a thing. Like, how can you go on a TV show with your credentials and then tell us that your credentials don't count because you're just here for entertainment, so it's okay for you to not actually follow the rules of your profession? Yeah. was after aid. It wasn't during. <laughs> I would like to know how all of that went down, though. Like, Someone saw a thing, and she said it was months later, and he came to her house. I don't know if it was the truth, but that was the story that it was long after the show was over. Which is all well and good. I'm just trying to see how did it start? Like, how did they stay in contact? How was she still, oh, I'll just text him back. I'll still, I don't know. There's just more to the story, I believe. So, okay. We'll never know. Although when people are engaged for a long time, I'm so mean. I'm like, so when do you get married? What are you waiting for? Wasn't it COVID that moved their wedding? 
I wasn't sure, but I'm like, you guys have been engaged for the second half of forever. Yeah, I think they were going to get married and then COVID happened. So at some point, I thought they broke up, actually. But yeah, still happy together with their sunsets. So what is the age difference between them? Mm, Not sure. Not sure. I always wonder if John wants kids or if he's fine. I don't think they've ever spoken about that, but... Yeah, because she has three kids, and he's great with them. I think in the same interview that I read or whatever, I think she addressed the kids thing like he wanted kids, but now he's good with her three, and yeah. Yeah, I think that might be the only thing. Like, if they ever broke up or anything, it might be he had a sudden change of heart or something like that. Because our kids are pretty grown, too. They're not like... I don't mean like teenagers, but I mean like they're not toddlers or anything. (laughs) Okay. All right. I think we got through the questions. Those are all the questions we got, you guys. At least we hope so. We really hope we didn't miss anybody's questions. If we did, let us know. (laughs) We will do something to rectify the situation. Yeah. So yeah, guys, don't forget, we will be back. I think the season starts. We don't watch the matchmaking special, don't forget. So we'll be back July 21st, is that right? That's well, when the fir- July 23rd, which is when the podcast will go out. But yes, the first show is July 21st. Yes. And in the meantime, if you miss our voices oh so much, you can still get full episodes on our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash maf. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at altocallmafs. You can send us an email, altocallmafs at gmail.com. We love to hear from you guys, so feel free to reach out and we try to respond. Thank you guys so much for listening. We're really enjoying our vacation, but we're glad we got the opportunity to check back in with you guys and answer your questions. And we will see you soon. Bye. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.